and boom hey guys it's sim and this is pro wrestling unlimited as we are here on the 20th of june 2022 to talk about everything that went down tonight on monday night raw i enjoyed tonight's raw i thought for the most part it wasn't a bad show i thought they have they, they blah, blah, can't speak right now i thought they gave us a pretty good show and we got a surprise mr mcmahon appearance who expected Vince on the show tonight? Not this guy. Me? No. Uh-uh. I was like, so we'll talk about this when we get to it. But they're showing the crowd, and the crowd goes, ah! and at first we can't hear, at least I couldn't hear what was going on. Like, I didn't hear the Vince music. And then the camera panned out, and we saw it said Mr. McMahon on the screen, and then I finally heard the music, and I was like, whoa, what the hell is Vince coming out here for? And, well, we'll talk about the insignificance of that coming up here soon. But with that raw, I thought it was pretty good. I thought, for the most part, tonight's raw was a pretty dang good show. I enjoyed the majority of tonight's show. But with that, I want to say thank you for joining me here. If you are watching live, twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. If you're watching or listening later, thank you for watching on youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited or listening on podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, and so many more. Also, if you are watching live, then remember to help us out a couple of different ways, and you can do so by either hitting that donate button down below or donating Twitch Bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, take that Amazon Prime account. Take that Twitch account. You'll only come together. Bada bing, bada boom. Your Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things. It gives you free games. And let's check really quick. What are the free games right now? I haven't checked in a while. And Prime Gaming. The free games are Far Cry 4, Escape from Monkey Island, WRC 8 FIA World Rally Championships, Coleco, that's a fun game, and so many more. It also gives you free stuff for games like FIFA 22, Pokemon Go, League of Legends, Apex Legends, Grand Theft Auto Online, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and so many more. But the one thing that it always gives you that never changes is one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you subscribed right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. But remember, it doesn't even have to be your Amazon Prime account. It could be anybody's Amazon Prime account, whether that's your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your grandma, your grandpa, your auntie, your uncle, any single person you know or may have just recently met or encountered that's got Amazon Prime. You ask them, hey, can I take your Amazon Prime account and link it to my Twitch account? Doesn't cost you anything extra, but I want to use it to support a good, cool creator. But also remember on YouTube, you can support us over there by hitting that join button and hitting that join button makes you a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access podcast episodes, early access non-news videos, and so much more. But also remember that you can get all of that same content by heading over to patreon.com forward slash PW Unlimited. 
over there you get all the same stuff but it more directly supports us because it ain't got youtube taking their cut and it's easier for you guys because it's only the premium content not any of the other stuff that you gotta weed through all the free regular youtube content in the communities tab it's got everything in one area easier for you to find and finally head over to the epic game store head over to the epic game store and buy something whether that's a new game, an old game, a free game, or even getting bucks. Because you know, you know what? Yeah, Fortnite's got a new season that just started a couple of weeks. But you know what else has got a season kicking off tomorrow? Fall Guys. Starting tomorrow, Fall Guys is going free to play. And they'll be launching a battle pass with show bucks. And what do you need? You need to buy that battle pass. And what happens when you buy that battle pass? It may ask you if you've got a crater code. Actually, it's not may. It will ask you if you have a crater code when you're buying the battle pass for the all-new Free Fall Guys. And you've got one. It's right here. It is PW Unlimited. Again, that is PW Unlimited. Use that code when you're checking out on Fall Guys, whether that is through the Epic Game Store or through the Fall Guys launcher. On your PC, your Xbox, your PlayStation, your Nintendo Switch. Because remember, finally, tomorrow, Fall Guys, it's on everything. You're going to want to get it, and you're going to want to get everything you need for Season 1. And when you do, remember, code PWUNLIMITED at checkout. Code PWUNLIMITED. Did I ask you for creator code? Got one. You've got one. But with that, we've got Monday Night Raw to talk about, ladies and gentlemen, from Lincoln, Nebraska. Let's get right to it. The show opens up. The announcers mentioned that Riddle's quest to win the championship may not actually be over. Last week, Riddle did lose to Roman Reigns with the title on the line, where they noted, hey, if he loses, he can no longer straight up challenge Roman for the belt. Well, they found a loophole to get out of their hole because they set him in a hole and go, oh, man, oh, mamba. Uh, what if we want, what if we need Riddle again? Well, we could have had Riddle win Money in the Bank because Riddle, Based Omos in the Money in the Bank qualifier that, well, we'll talk about Riddle lost other fucking bullshit. <laughs> but the show itself did open, though, with Bianca Belair. And she came out and got right to the news that we learned right before Raw. Bianca Belair enters the ring, and she announces that she was excited to a point to face Rhea Ripley at Money in the Bank with a title on the line. But unfortunately, Rhea will not be cleared in time for that match. And so... New challenger is needed. And I go, oh, Lord. Why is everybody in wrestling getting hurt right now? In AEW, there's a number of people out with injury. In WWE, there's a number of people out with injury. Why are so many people getting hurt? Will ever then go on to announce a fatal five-way to crown her new challenger for Money in the Bank? She says, I'm always ready, and I'm ready to fight for my title on Money in the Bank. In this fatal five-way is Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, Carmella, Asuka, Becky Lynch. Lynch would come out and interrupt as she complained about the recent events before starting to complain and say that she should just be given the title shot and this and that. And then, yeah, Oscar would interrupt. Also, Mr. Bang says, what happened to Rhea? Nobody knows right now. Nobody knows. I haven't heard anything. No one's reported anything. Fightful had the news of, hey, Rhea's not competing in Money in the Bank and Bianca will announce a five-way to crown the new number one contender. That's all we know. All we knew about 15 to 20 minutes before Raw, maybe less than that, maybe about 15. No, 30. I think it was like 20 to 22 minutes before Raw. Anyways, less than a half hour before Raw. 
and no one's reported anything else since. But Asuka would interrupt. She'd go, Becky, 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 you're just crying all the time. You're a big time baby. Clint said that Asuka should spend less time making Simpsons memes and more time worrying about her because it's, it was uh, Asuka's shoulders down on the mat each time, each of the last two times they wrestled. But Morgan would then interrupt, and she noticed that she's already qualified for Money in the Bank, but she would give up that spot to face Bianca for the belt. Carmella would then interrupt and say, hey, why is Liv out here? We're all former world champions, except for you, so uh, there's no reason for you to be here. Bliss would then come out and go, why do you always got to put other people's names in your mouth? Oh, because you can't be relevant unless you got that guy with the chin with you. Because you never won anything without the chinless guy. And then finally she's like, Liv's done enough to deserve to be out here. She's good on my book. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And so, Fellers like, hey, enough talking. Let's just do the match right now. They had a John Cena package for John Cena returning next Monday. We then had the Fatal 5-Way match. Byron Saxon mentioned at one point, where's Carmella's mask? And Corey goes, Corey Grace literally goes, oh, well, now that we're married, I took out an expensive insurance, insurance policy on Carmella's face. If anything happens to that face, honestly, neither of us have to work ever again. I'm like, oh, well, that was a nice one. That's a nice one. Thank you, Kid Vicious, for the Tier 1 subscription on Twitch. Really do appreciate that, bud. So, Morgan and Bliss... Worked together briefly early on before shaking hands and facing off. For some reason, they looked up at the Money in the Bank briefcases like, we're going for Money in the Bank. But this was nothing to do with Money in the Bank. Anyways. Anyways. Um, where was I? They went to a commercial break after Carmella pushed Morgan off the top rope. To the outside. Also, I forgot to mention, kind of a dumb spot. But there was a lot of cradles between Alexa and, and Liv where they were just spinning around the ring. They were rolling around the ring. And the ref made himself look like such a bumbling fool, where they would be rolling around the ring. No one fully getting their, their shoulders to the map, but the ref would going, one, 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 one. And then finally, they would finally go for the pin, and he'd be like, her shoulders aren't on the mat. One, two. I'm like, really? Really? The ref looked like an idiot. Because they're just spinning and spinning with no signs of stopping. And they go around about three times. They circle that ring. And the ref jumping around. Ah, one. Ah, one. Ah, one. Like, you look like a fool. Just like I just did pretending to be you. Anyways. After the break, Carmella brought Lynch down from the top rope with the Hurricane Rana. And Lynch landed right on top of Morgan. But Asuka broke up Carmella's cover. Asuka then put Carmella in the Asuka lock. But Bliss broke it up. Asuka tried the Asuka lock on Lynch, but Morgan brought her down with a missile drop kick. Lynch did the manhandle slam, but Bliss broke up the cover with a twisted Bliss, and her cover was broken up by Morgan and Carmella. The crowd chanted, this is awesome. Asuka whipped out, uh, whipped out Bliss with a kick to the head, wiped out Bliss with a kick to the head, but Lynch chucked Asuka from the ring. Lynch blocked an oblivion and hit a manhandle slam, but Asuka yanked her out of the ring before the pin. Asuka then kicked her in the head, and Bliss was essentially just knocked out. Just knocked out. Bliss tried the twisted Bliss, but Morgan got her knees up. Carmella then dropped Morgan with a super kick and pinned her to pick up the victory. 
Carmella does pick up the victory here and will now be challenging Bianca Belair for the championship at Money in the Bank. But, oh, boy. You have to think about something. What happened the last time, Carmella? And I know this is not the original plan. What happened the last time that Carmella was supposed to challenge Bianca for a belt? That match didn't happen. Somebody else came out and interrupted. So, just saying. Hopefully, that doesn't happen again. Hopefully, someone doesn't come out and screw with with Bianca again and go, oh, Carmella, you don't get this match. Hopefully, that's not the plan. I, I hope not. And then also think about this. Becky's not in Money in the Bank. Just saying. She's got mad saying, even though I'm on the poster, I should be in the match. But just think about that. I don't know if anything's going to come of it, and I'm thinking too much into it, but just think about that. The last time Carmella was supposed to challenge for challenge Bianca for a title, match didn't happen. So after the match, Becky Lynch marched to the back, and this was the most dumbfounded stuff they've done in a while. Well, maybe not in a while. Well, this was stupid as hell. So she goes in the back, and Adam Pierce is just standing there. She starts complaining and complaining. They go to break. They come back. She's like, I'm on the poster, and I should be in Money in the Bank, or I should be challenging for the title, and that's my belt. And, and he goes, you know what? How about this? You versus Asuka tonight. Winner qualifies for Money in the Bank. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You're acting like the match was not announced a week ago. You're acting like that match was not previewed in your email preview. You're acting like Byron Saxton didn't just preview that match 10 minutes on the USA Network before Raw went on the air. 10 minutes before USA Network went on the air. They literally said, coming up tonight on Monday Night Raw, AJ Styles will join The Miz for Miz TV. Also, we've got a Women's Money in the Bank qualifying match. As well, Asuka will be taking on Becky Lynch. But they're playing it up like that match was never previously announced. Even though... 10 minutes before the show went on the air. On the USA Network during that last commercial of Chicago PD. They said, Asuka, Becky, Money in the Bank qualifier. Like, really? 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 You know, play us like that match was not announced. You previewed that match twice today in the email and the 10 minute before Raw preview that they always do. Then... Crowd goes crazy. And I'm like, what the hell? Why is the crowd going crazy? We got shots of just the crowd. And then they do the, like I said earlier, they do the wide shot. We finally hear the music. We see the big on the screen. Mr. McMahon. I go, what the what? Why is Vince coming out here? And Vince comes down and marches down to the ring. Ah, ah does the Vince McMahon strut. And he gets in there and goes, Monday Night Raw has been around for 30 years. But for the last 20, one man has dominated the WWE, and Monday Night Raw. And that man, that man returns next week. It's John Cena. John Cena will be here on Raw next week. He throws the mic. He scampers out of the ring. Not only does Vince scamper out of the ring, he literally walks onto the, the, the steps and jumps off of the steps. This man's got the biggest grin on his face, and he literally walks out of the ring, Walks down one step and just goes, oh, I don't need that final step. Whoop. Vince literally jumped off the steps. Commentary kind of baffled, like they almost didn't know. Uh, however, Bubba, no. I've seen the last 10 episodes of probably 
Well, I know there's one episode of Chicago PD. I've seen the last 10 to 15 minutes uh, about 12 times. But I only just see whatever comes on at the right before Raw. Whether that, well, it's usually Chicago PD. Not, well, sometimes they show Chicago Fire. Not often, but it's usually Chicago PD before Raw. That's all I've ever seen in Chicago PD. Only cop show I watch is The Rookie with Nathan Fillion, who should have been the real true Nathan Drake in Uncharted movie. But I digress. I don't really watch cop shows that much. Again, only cop show I really watch, The Rookie on ABC. Sundays at 10. Coming back for season five. No. Six. Damn, we're going up on season six. Um, Give me one second. We may have some breaking news here. Um, I'm getting some messages here. Um, look something. Let's see if we can figure this out really fast. Um, okay. We've got some breaking news, big news from WWE here. Per, let me let me before I say anything. Yes, okay. Per Mike Johnson over at PW Insider, we got some breaking news. You guys, ready for this? According to Mike Johnson over at PW Insider, he states, "Quote: WWE issued a memo memo to talent this evening, following Raw, announcing that Bruce Pritchard is the interim head of talent relations going forward. WWE also informed talent that pending the conclusion of our board's direction." Direct, board of Directors Internal Investigation, John Laurinaitis, has been placed on administrative leave. All right, I'm going to tweet that out really fast. But Bruce Pritchard is now in charge of talent relations. Ooh, buddy. Let's tweet that out really fast. Uh, according to PW Insider, Bruce Pritchard, well, actually, Memo was sent to talent after Raw stating that Bruce Pritchard has been named the new interim head of, well, let's do it this way, head of talent relations during the It was also noted that John Oranitis has been placed on administrative. Nah, I spelled that wrong. Administrative leave while the current investigation. Is ongoing. Oh boy. Give me one last second here, guys, just to post this. That's big. Very big. Bruce is now head of talent relations. Jeez. I didn't see that one coming. I thought they would just try to sweep this all under the rug, not have to say anything, but nope. They said, hey, Johnny Ace, go on vacation. 
let's get this posted really quickly. All right, we got this. Here, grab this. I'm getting more stuff here. Lord have mercy. Power. All right, let's save this image that we could post with. Boom, boom, boom. Send tweet now. There we go. <clears throat> interesting. Very interesting. They sent it after Raw, too, not before Raw. All right. Well, we'll continue to talk about Raw, but that's very interesting. That is very interesting that I'm going to have to look into. So. They recap the whole stuff with Roman Reigns and Riddle and then Brock Lesnar coming out after. Riddle then enters and he mentioned that the bloodline may have ended Randy Orton's career. He made a promise to himself that he would get that revenge. Did he came close on Friday, but Roman was Roman. And in the end, he came up a little short. Riddle said he let down the fans. He let down himself. But most importantly, he let down Randy. Riddle said that he wasn't finished yet. He wants to win Money in the Bank and cash it in on Roman Reigns to end his, quote, reign of terror. Riddle mentioned the other Money in the Bank competitors, but specific, specifically focused on Seth Rollins. He said he wasn't happy that Rollins felt like he needed to further attack Cody Rhodes with a sledgehammer and planned on hitting him with a ladder in, re in response. MVP and Omos would interrupt, and MVP wondered what kind of stuff Riddle was actually on. He's like, you're going to get high tonight when Omos picks you up and slams you down. He mentioned some people's names that I never heard of and this and that. And Riddle said that, yeah, he would get high when his hand's raised, when he's moving on to money in the bank. Bit a three, almost four-minute match here. It was uh, Riddle and Omos qualifying for money in the bank. They played it up that Riddle's got a rib injury or his ribs are hurt from the big old spear that took him out of the match on Friday. So Omos. Had him in a long bear hug, but Riddle fought back with a knee strike and a floating bro. Riddle tried an RKO, but Omos blocked it and hit a tree slam and pinned Riddle to pick up the victory. Literally, the match was going on. I look away because I was getting, you know, my daughter. I'll make plates for dinner and whatnot. And literally, the moment I literally, because I had the screen right here. I look away, put the rice on the plate, look over, ding, ding, ding. I'm like, oh, it's over? Oh, crap. That came out of nowhere. Vince kind of just came out of nowhere. Then Seth Rollins would come down to the ring. Seth would come down and deck Riddle and throw him out of the ring. He said that he didn't spare airspace with share airspace with losers and called Riddle the ultimate loser for losing his buddy, losing to Reigns, and losing his shot to be in Money in the Bank. Uh, Seth would go on to state that it didn't matter who else was in Money in the Bank because, well... He's going to win it and show why he's the only man who has Roman Reigns' number. Riddle would try to jump in the ring and attack Rollins, but it didn't work, and Rollins hit him with a curb stomp. 
And they had a not so great, but all right, eerie segment. <clears throat> and I'm getting another message here. Give me one second. Got it. Okay. So as we move forward, Theory stood on a platform, same platform they used last week for the pose down. He tried to get his, uh, through his promo, while also telling the crowd to shut up about five different times. He dismissed Cena's return next week, saying that he's the greatest United States champion of all time. Theory then decided, I got to show you some poses that I didn't get to show you last week. And he's doing all these poses. Then the crowd starts chanting. He's like, yeah, that's right. That's right, but they didn't. he didn't realize they're chanting for Lashley, who just popped up behind him. Yep, old Bob Lashley. Theory thought they were chanting for him, and he goes to take a selfie. Upon opening his camera, he realizes, oh, Lashley's standing behind me. Lashley sprayed him in the face with some baby oil, or probably water, because he ain't going to baby oil anyways, and then speared him off the platform. Lashley then said, I want a U.S. title shot. I'm not asking for it. I'm demanding it. So after the break, Theory told Kevin Patrick that he spoke with Adam Pierce. A match has been made. Lashley must win a three-man gauntlet. And if he does so, he can get a shot at the U.S. title at Money in the Bank. The Usos came out and said that Reigns would smash Lesnar like he smashed Riddle last week. They also planned on Smashing the Street Profits had money in the bank. So the Street Profits enter. Montez Ford said the only thing better than money in the bank was gold around their waist. Angelo Dawkins says he's ready for his match tonight with Jay Uso. And that match was seven and a half minutes. Pretty good. Dawkins got a near fall early on with a silencer, but Jay came back with a super kick. Jay went to the top for a splash, but Dawkins caught him and hit him with a sit-out spine buster to pick up the victory. Really fun match. Uh, Corey Graves at one point noted that Jimmy had his back to the ring because he was so confident that Jay didn't even need his help. Yet, Jay ended up losing. So, a little something there to think about. Uso's a little too overconfident tonight. as we move forward Ezekiel met with Elias in the back and my first thought was oh that's a bad 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 fake beard that's bad fake beard but it works and I actually dug this a lot so they're talking back and forth and you could tell that you know I I could have made this I mean I got a lot of experience doing stuff like this I've done the whole one person plays two parts in the same scene thing. I've had to do that for a movie before. Well, it was a little short film that I helped. Um, well, I mean, I helped edit. Well, I edited the whole thing. This was high school. I edited the entire short film. It was like a eight to 10 minute short film. I helped film one scene, but edited the whole thing. And there was a spot where one guy is playing two parts at the same time. In the same scene, but he was supposed to be in disguise at one point from the future. But he's supposed to be talking to himself technically. And it's very easy to do. You film it once with one person on one side of the screen. Then you film it again with the other in the other side of the screen. Know where your center line is and just make sure no one ever crosses that center line 
And then there you go. It looks like they're both in the same scene at the same time, sitting on the same couch or at the same table or whatever. As long as no one crosses that center line. Now, if you have a green screen, that's different. It's a lot easier. But if you don't, no one crosses that center line. There you go. That's why you noticed Ezekiel and Elias were way spread apart on that couch. They were making sure each man was sitting right up against the arm. But that's how you do it. It's very simple. You film one shot. You film your second shot. You make sure you have basically a static camera. So the camera's angled. Like you can have multiple cameras like they did. But you got your, especially when they're both there together, your one static camera on a tripod that doesn't move. that stays steady. And then you're good to go. I could probably film one of those and edit it up for you guys to show you in like two, three minutes. It's not that hard and very quick to do. Anyways, Ezekiel wondered if Elias was looking forward to playing in Nebraska, considering some of the things he said about them in the past. Elias called himself a changed man. And the crowd sang along when he said, you know what they ha we haven't said in a while? What does WWE stand for? Walk with Elias. Then we had the Elias concert. Eli then this was Kevin Owens is so fantastic. He could make shit into gold. Elias said his catchphrases and the crowd sang along. Elias said he was happy to hear them. He hasn't for a while. He was about to perform when Kevin Owens would come down to the ring. Owens is like, no one's buying this. Nobody believes that you and Ezekiel are different people. You're the same person. And no one's buying that video. It's special effects. Heck, last week I watched a movie where a T-Rex flew a helicopter. It's all special effects. And that's all you used. Special effects. Ezekiel then showed up on the, on the Tron. And it made it seem like Ezekiel, Elias, they're talking at the same time. So they got to be two different people. Owens started to get annoyed. And Elias started playing a song. Kevin Owens is a liar. Kevin Owens is a liar. And the crowd started chanting, Kevin Owens is a liar. And Owens started getting pissed. So he finally got in the ring, grabbed the guitar, threw it. Elias, need him in the face. Owens goes down to a knee. Woo! Cracked over the back with a guitar. In the back, Kevin Patrick went to... Well, actually, in the back, Kevin Owens goes to walk into the back. He trips, rolls around for a second, starts limping because he hurt his ankle. Kevin Patrick then goes, So, uh, Kevin, are you convinced? Ezekiel and Elias, they're two different people. And Owens is like, you think I'm convinced? No, that's a pre-tape. He did that before. The one on the screen, that wasn't live. No. He's like, and he's wearing a fake beard and all this stuff. No, I don't believe it. No one should believe it. And he's like, you know what? Just to prove it, they probably got a third brother too. What did he call him? What did he say? That Eklod? Hold on, I have it written down. Elrod. He's like, there's probably a third younger brother, Elrod. I don't care who it is. Elias, Ezekiel, Elrod, I'm going to face one of them next week. Let's make the match. All of a sudden, Ezekiel would walk up. Ezekiel would walk up and go, did I just hear you correctly, Kevin? All right. I accept your challenge for next week. And it has been, it was announced. Ezekiel versus Kevin Owens next week. Owens then freaks out. He's like, what? He's got no beard. Where's the beard? going forward they played the same John Cena video for the third time on the night saying John Cena is coming back next week then we had the Bobby Lashley gauntlet match three different matches that actually all got time I was shocked 
they all got as much time as they did. So Ashley was completely dominating uh, Chad Gable early on and hit a, a delayed vertical suplex, but Gable countered a spear with a drop toehold and applied an ankle lock. Lashley was in the ankle lock for quite a while before pushing off Gable. Gable actually knocked Lashley down with a shoulder tackle before hitting a moonsault for a two. Lashley finally hit an overhead suplex, blocked a roll-up, and applied the hurt lock to pick up the submission victory. That match went 5 minutes, 45 seconds. Next, Otis. And Otis immediately attacks Lashley before the bell even rings for their 8.5-minute match. So Otis continued to toss Lashley around ringside and could have won by countout, but broke up the count. Otis splashed Lashley on the outside, which led to a commercial break. Otis then remained in control until he missed a Vader bomb, and Lashley followed this up with a flatliner. Lashley avoided a corner charge and hit a spear. He then had it won, going for that pin when Gable would break it up and cause the disqualification. Now here's the thing. Because Bobby won by DQ, he won. Which means he gets to go to the third and final match, which was, well, awesome theory. Our theory would come out, though. Gable would destroy, or at least try to destroy Lashley with multiple German suplexes. Otis splashed him, and so forth. Theory came down and tried to take advantage of a beaten-down, hurt Bobby Lashley. He went for the ATL, but Lashley used a nice counter into a cradle. Actually, this looked freaking great. Into a cradle to pin the United States champion and earn himself a title shot at Money in the Bank. So it is official. Bobby Lashley will be challenging Austin Theory for the U.S. title a week from this Sunday, Saturday. A week from Saturday at Money in the Bank. In the back, Sarah Schreiber interviewed Bianca Belair. She asked her what she thought of Rhea Ripley not being able to compete and now Carmella being the new opponent. She goes, you know what? Carmella, she's got a lot of accomplishments. She's won a lot of different things here, so I'm not going to take her lightly. I'm going to get ready for this match just like I would have if it was still Rhea Ripley. And then Carmella would, of course, attack. Kicked her in the head. Knocked her down. Carmella said, I'm going to show you why Mella is money. So next up, we have the Miz TV segment. Special guest AJ Styles. Miz is trying to egg Styles on by recapping his recent events of failures. Miz took a, a nasty shot at the Nebraska students, so Styles let him know, hey, this is Cornhusker country. You must not watch much uh, college football. Crowd loudly chanted for their team. Styles also mentioned Miz's popcorn-sized balls, and Miz goes, wait, no. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, this ain't becoming a thing. No, this is not becoming a thing. Styles asked the crowd if they thought this should become a thing, and the crowd cheered. Well, Miz's small balls is now an re ongoing recurring joke. Styles then blamed himself for not qualifying for Money in the Bank. He's been through adversity before, but that's how he became phenomenal. When he gets disrespected, he doesn't just go and run his mouth like the Miz. Styles then punched Miz, but then was immediately punched and knocked out himself by Champa. Champa Dex Styles from behind. We then got a four and a half minute match, AJ Styles versus Champa, which was pretty dang good. But it was only four and a half minutes, unfortunately. So, they had a competitive match that Styles won cleanly with a phenomenal forearm. Not much really happened in this four-minute match, though. After the match, the Miz tried to attack from behind, 
Styles dodged it, hit him with the Fele kick, and a Styles clash. There we go. It looks like maybe he was leading to AJ versus The Miz. Kevin Patrick then interviewed Veer Mahan on the little stage podium thing at the top of the ramp. Kevin Patrick asked him about his decisive win over Rey Mysterio last week. Veer said that he would not stop until there was nothing left. He loves carnage, quote, fear, fear. I thought this was great. He came off well. Like, he, his promo, he cut very well. He came off kind of imposing and scary. And this is exactly what we needed for us to think, oh, damn. Fear is not just a guy that puts the circle clutch on after 35, 40 seconds and gets a quick squash victory. There's a little more to this guy. And I really, really enjoyed this. So we move on to our main event match. 12-minute match. Asuka and Becky Lynch with the winner moving on to Money in the Bank and the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. So Lynch asked Asuka during her entrance. No, attacked Asuka. I don't know why I read that wrong. Lynch attacked Asuka during her entrance, but just kind of pissed her off as she tackled Lynch when the bell rang. Asuka hit a code breaker for a two, but Lynch knocked her off the top rope and she fell to the outside. Um, as Asuka laid there motionless for a couple of seconds, referee we can hear him yell let's go inside <laughs> i was like oh okay no i don't waste time lynch missed a leg drop at one point after a commercial break and oscar followed this up with a sliding kick some strikes and a cradle for a two oscar followed this up with more strikes a german suplex and a running hip attack they traded submissions until lynch drove oscar face first into the turnbuckle for a two oscar then came back with a missile drop kick for a two again one point, Lynch tried something off the apron, wasn't really sure what this was supposed to be, but Asuka caught her with a knee strike. They both then just barely got back in the ring before the 10 count. They traded counters and roll-ups until Asuka finally kicked Lynch in the head, knocked her out, and pinned her to pick up the victory. Becky flipped out, freaked out, threw a fit. Asuka's moving on to money in the bank, and there we go. Becky ain't got away in that ladder match. But the question... Is Becky not going to compete at Money in the Bank? Remember what I said earlier, guys. What happened last time Carmella was supposed to challenge Bianca for the belt? Just saying. Could be wrong on that one and look too much into it, but just saying. But with that, guys, that was tonight's Monday Night Raw. You know what I thought of the show? Now it's time to hear what you guys thought of tonight's Raw. Remember, you guys can text into 510-906-1341. Again, that number is 510-906-1341. Before we go to the text messages, I do want to check polls. As far as the Twitch poll does go, 88% liked the show, 6% thought it was just all right, and 6% did not like Raw. As far as, let's see, as far as... Twitter poll does go 43% like the show 33% thought it was just all right. And 23% did not like raw. Finally, the YouTube community poll. 50% liked raw 31% thought it was just all right. And 19% did not like raw. Um, this person commented when AJ wore the shades, 
kind of looked like John Morrison. Yeah. So when AJ hit Miz with the skull-crushing finale, he then grabbed Miz's sunglasses and put them on. That was kind of funny. But as far as the text messages go, Mike Wallace says in the YouTube or the Twitch chat, why do I see so many people hate on Theory? He's good in the ring and not bad on the mic. Because he's a heel. They're supposed to hate him. He's the bad guy. You're not supposed to like the bad guy. Or says, I think Sasha Banks getting released is a storyline to bring her back a money. Oh, you're fucking kidding me. I'm going to cuss less, but that one got me. Are you kidding me? You think that. Okay, here's the thing. If Sasha getting her release was a storyline, they'd mention it on television. It wouldn't be some secretive, hey, a couple of people heard from others backstage that Sasha may be getting her release. No, no, no. You dumb buffoon. I'm sorry, but you're a bumbling fool. If you think Sasha getting her release and the report leaking out, the news leaking out is for storyline purposes, I don't even know. I don't even know. So are you all, you also think that Sasha and Naomi walking out was all storyline too? Dummy. Or says, will there be a last chance Money in the Bank qualifier match with the men and the women down the line? I mean, there's one more Raw until, but I don't think so. I don't think they do a, you've all lost, but you get one last shot. I mean, they've done it for matches in the past, like, Elimination Chamber and stuff, so they could, but I don't, I haven't heard anything of one. It says, hear me out. Here's the thought. What if Ciampa's direction is he's going to be part, I said that tonight on Twitch. He says, what if Ciampa's going to be partnered with The Miz since he always comes out during his segments? I said that tonight. Is Ciampa going to become The Miz's latest lackey? Miz has had a number of lackeys. Damian Sandow, Bo Dallas, Curtis Axel, just to name a few. Alex Riley. I hope Ciampa's not the Miz's latest lackey. First says, do you think Omos beating Riddle was a big mistake? Yes. Omos is very limited. Riddle could have been fantastic in the ladder match. First says, Elias looked really great in the ring. And then a kabong guitar shot. J-E-W. I'm not reading the whole Jeff Jarrett thing. But, yeah. It looked great. I thought it was fine. I mean, I thought it was better. It, they did this better than I expected. I'm going to be completely honest. This was better than I expected. Uh, this person says, do you think it's bad that WWE keeps doing Roman versus Brock? And do you think fans are tired of seeing the match? Yes and yes. I think it's bad because, hey, build somebody else up. You got plenty of people. You could have built up if you ain't got Randy. You could have built up Seth. You could have built up Bobby. Ah, hell, screw it. You could have built up Corbin. And Corbin could have been a guy that just took an L to Roman. Because Corbin is a big enough name that you can throw him in a title match. No one's going to believe he's going to win. But you can throw him in there and say, hey, he may. Maybe he's got a chance. But we don't think he does and he's not going to. But, I mean, even, even Corbin would have been an okay name to throw in there. But Brock, I mean... Brock and Roman, we know those two work great together 99% of the time. I mean, their WrestleMania, what was it, 34 match in New Orleans was not all that great, but hey. Whatever. Um, Hot Bubba says, hey, SummerSlam looks like a pinball arcade. No, no. you never been to Nashville? or never seen what Broadway looks like on Nashville? Broadway Street is just a bunch of bars lined on both sides 
And each bar's got a big old neon sign. That's what that was for. That's why the graphics look like that. Actually, I have a screenshot of it. I can show you guys what I mean. Um, so Harababa is talking about this. This is the official SummerSlam graphics. He's like, it looks like a pinball machine. No, it's Broadway Street from Nashville. Because there's a lot of neon signs. And these are real signs, like the squared circle. Oh, maybe they're not real signs. But they're, they're, they look like real signs in Nashville. These all look like real signs I've seen in Nashville. Been once. I, don't, I mean, sort of. I was there for like half a day driving through when I was in the military. We went from one place for training for basic training, and then we went to another place for um, our specific job training. We went through Nashville. We were, in, we were in town for like a couple hours, and that was it. It's the closest I've ever been to being to Nashville. I was there for a couple of hours. But yeah, it's not a pinball machine. It doesn't look like a pinball machine. It literally, it's supposed to be, it's Broadway. Broadway Street in Nashville. But with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited if you're watching live. And I want to say thank you if you're watching or listening later. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited or Twitter. No, we're not watch- We're not live on Twitter anymore. Listening on podcast platforms all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Pod, An- uh, Apple Pod, Anchor, and so much more. So with that, guys, we'll be back live Wednesday for Dynamite, the final Dynamite before Forbidden Door. Have a great night, guys. Have a great rest of your week. We'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys.